Welcome to Podagog, a podcast for performers, brought to you by Find Your Light, holistic consulting for performing artists. I'm your host, Dan Kitzman. Hello, my lovelies. How you doing? Happy Friday. Yay, it's Friday. Um, and I am super stoked because it's the first official episode. Welcome to Podagog. Um, if you have not yet listened to the intro uh, that I put out earlier, um, feel free to. Also feel free to not because it's super rambly and horrible. But, you know, it's a learning process, right? Anyway, um, my name is Dan, as you heard earlier, and I will be your host for today's show. So this, I'll just give you a little bit of a a structure, I suppose. At the top of the show, if I've got any updates, generally that's where I'll put them. Um, Right now I have none other than to say our website is up and running and there's a link in the show notes. Because we don't yet have our own sexy domain, it's just just follow the link for now. <laughs> it's a lot easier to find it. Uh, but, you know, we'll have one eventually. It'll have a cool, catchy title. But uh, if you want to find out about us and our services at Find Your Light Holistic Consulting, then go ahead and go there. Otherwise, um, apologies again for that rambling last time. It was, whew. Yeah, I'm glad I did it, honestly. I'm glad that I... I got a ramble one out of me so that I don't do it again (laughs) but you know we're learning learning curves are good all kinds of constant improvement yes so let's get into it shall we uh today is going to be the first episode of a series of self-care episodes and I really I, I was really thinking a lot uh, after recording the intro, where I wanted to start with all of this. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very convicted that self-care is the place to begin because that's the, it's the landing zone, it's the touchstone, it's the baseline for everything else that we do. So I really want to begin here and kind of go through a whole bunch of, of self-care things that are pretty important to me and things that I recommend to others, things that I coach others through, um, things that you know I practice myself and kind of give us a, a baseline from there to grow from. So, I mean, self-care tip number one, I've got incense burning and I've got my tea right here next to me and my cat is laying on the blanket and making biscuits so everything is fantastic so first place we're going to start today is called nesting and that's the title of our show as well so let's talk about nesting um i think probably it's probably a term we've heard right or is that a midwest thing i don't know if you're a midwesterner you've definitely heard nesting if you're anybody else in the world, you've probably heard empty nesters and things like that. I, I guess I want to dive into what it is, why we're talking about it, why it's important. Why are we talking about this as artists? What in the world does this have to do with our artistry? And kind of grow into it a little bit and see 
how we can do it. Yeah. So let's just start from the top. What in the world is nesting? For me, nesting is creating home space. And I, I use those words specifically because nesting is something that we can do both at home or elsewhere. We'll get into a little bit more of why that aspect is important, but suffice it to say that nesting is all about building your nest. You know, we, we look at where the term comes from, look at a bird. They literally build their home, right? They pick a tree, they see who's in it, who's not, if they want to be birdie neighbors with those people or those birds, and then they put their twigs and sticks and cotton balls and anything else they can find into making that home, right? And they, they make a home for themselves. They make comfort for themselves. They make shelter. They make place where they can raise their young. They make place where they can eat their food. They make place for all of these things. And we do, albeit a more complex, but we do a version of that, right? We create home space for ourselves. So nesting is all about settling in, right? Really, really apt time for this too, to, to uh, be coming out in November here because this is the ultimate settling in time. Uh, this is the, the time where we start getting out all of our most cuddly things and, and start snuggling down and, you know, get our blankets out and our fuzzy slippers and all of these things. We, we, we are settlers in more than one sense of that word. And part of this idea of nesting is settling into that home space that you've created. Because at the end of the day, we are creatures of comfort, right? We want to find comfort everywhere that we go. And that's, that's what supports us doing all of the things that we do. When we find comfort, when we create comfort, we are more able to create all of the other things that we do in our lives because we're creators. And yeah, as creators, we are challenged to push ourselves out of that comfort zone. But there has to be a comfort zone in the first place in order to have a place to come from to create anything at all. So that's part of nesting as well. Really, this is all about making a place where you can let your guard down. You know, we have such a protective shell up every day. And it's good. We need it. We need that shell. We need that protection for our soft and fleshy selves. Because that's not a part of us that we really care to expose to the rest of the world every day, all day. But we need a place where we can let that breathe. You know, it's it's like when you've got a, a scrape or a cut and you put a band-aid on it. You've exposed the most vulnerable part of your skin underneath that first layer of dermis, right? And there's there's schools of thought that, you know, home remedies that say when you when you bandage it up with your neosporin and your your antiseptic and your band-aid whatnot, you're supposed to let it breathe too. There's an alternation that happens between covering it up, making sure it has all of the protective garments re on it. But then at nighttime, when you're home, interesting that it is also when you're home that this is recommended. When you're home, taking that garmentry off and allowing that new skin to breathe 
and and gain some of the atmosphere that you live in you know so that's what we're in the business of is is letting our guard down when we are in a place where we feel safe and comfortable to do so and that's sometimes easier said than done which is the whole reason i really want to talk about how to create this home space for ourselves how to nest because we're not always very good at it and i do speak from personal experience here um, sometimes we think that just because we're in a home that we are home and i'm here to tell you that is not necessarily true one of the main reasons i actually started to or i i decided to start here with this concept of nesting is because I have just recently nested myself for the first time, um, possibly ever. So my partner and I moved into uh, our apartment in June and we just yesterday got furniture. There's a whole bunch of reasons behind it, but the point is we have been living in a space that we didn't realize until just yesterday was incomplete. It was such a palpable change once all of the furniture came. And, you know, it's, it's, it seems like such a luxury to say it the way that I'm saying it, right? You know, we, well, we, were, we were waiting on our couch in order to feel at home. But yeah, that's what it was. And is it a luxury? Sure, absolutely. Were we able to exist with our little chair and the poof in the living room? Yeah, absolutely. We have a roof over our heads and, and a place to, to sleep and to, to be and to, um, to eat and things like that. But that one change, and it was a big one, don't get me wrong, but that one change made all the difference in creating home space. That one change was what allowed us to settle and in a way that we had not for months and we didn't even realize it. We didn't even realize that we hadn't fully settled. So it's creating home space and nesting is such an important thing uh, to be able to do effectively so that you are in the best space that you can be in because that's going to make you better for everyone else everyone else that you choose to give yourself to or everyone else that you are in contact with throughout the day that maybe you don't necessarily choose to give yourself to if you work retail like me or <laughs> but you know you're you're in contact with people and you don't want to be horrible just because you don't you know you don't have a place to really settle into at home no um, so the last thing I'll say about, uh, nesting, I, I really want to make the difference here that nesting is about creating home space and that can also mean creating space for others as well, AKA creating a space where you entertain or creating a space for families to, you know, come and visit what have you. But I really want to just impress that that is not a necessity of nesting. Nesting is a hermit activity. It is a 
highly individual construct and something that I really want to stress is not for anyone other than you, right? So you can even nest yourself if you live with other people, you know, if you can identify one space that is your own, then you can nest in that space, not necessarily the house as a whole, right? There's a lot of variance to what nesting can look like. And we'll go over a few of them here. I just, I want to point that out as we go through here. This is incredibly you-centric. And anything that I say, take it through that lens if you if you wish, if that resonates with you. But yeah, it's it's very much an individual thing. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why this is important now that we've really, you know, talked a lot about what actually nesting can be. Let's talk about what it is that's so important about it. So we all have what I call hermit mode. What I call, there is no original idea, right? I'm sure someone else has called this hermit mode in their life. But I also call it hermit mode. Hermit mode is frankly my favorite mode because it's the one that allows me to just be with myself. It's the one that allows me to recharge my battery. It's the one that allows me to kind of shut out the world and create my own reality for a while. And that is absolutely precious to me, absolutely priceless, right? We all have this need to nurture our inner introvert. You know, we, we love to classify ourselves and myself included as introverts or extroverts, one or the other. Forgetting that, or maybe, you know, temporarily forgetting that we all have both sides. We are not one or the other. We all have introversion and extroversion built into our personalities, built into our psyches, built into our needs, right? That's a good thing. We want that. And we want to nourish both of those sides. And Nesting is a way to specifically nourish the introverted side so that the extroverted side can be nourished as well, right? I talked a little bit earlier about kind of letting your guard down, you know, and and finding a space to do that. And in order to let that guard down, in order to have a space where you, you walk over the threshold and instantly... It tears down any mask that you wear throughout the day. It tears down any shield that you've put up, right? In order to do that, we really have to cultivate that space. Uh, And that kind of cultivation is one that we are not all necessarily good at doing. Some of us really, you know, especially a lot of the performers that I've I've worked with and, and come across in my life, are very proud of the fact that we can exist anywhere. doesn't matter how, um, you know, it's just like the, the romantic idealism of the traveling gypsy, right? Or the romantic idealism of uh, the nomad. We are nomadic creatures, generally, the, the, those of us that really go hard into um, heavy-duty performance because we're called all over the world. And that's wonderful, but that can take a toll on us as well. 
you know, and, and sometimes I know for myself, there, there was a long stretch of time where I was, I was in a place that I didn't, again, I didn't realize I didn't feel at home totally in, and I didn't let my guard down in that place. And I didn't realize that until one time I traveled back to my home, home, where I grew up in Michigan. And it had been a while since I'd been there. But, you know, I was thriving where I was and I was doing all these things and I was super busy and it was great. And, you know, my extrovert was on a crazy high and it was awesome. And I was so happy doing it. But I walked through the door of the home that I grew up in and inst- I, I started to cry because instantly I realized, oh my God, I'm home. And there was this onslaught of realizations that happened. Um, you know, I, I just, I noticed, oh my God, I don't, I don't feel at home where I live. You know, it, it took coming back to my childhood in order to feel that sense again. I haven't built that for myself. I haven't cultivated that for myself. And frankly, I don't know how to. And that was a really scary moment for me to realize that I had been living in a place, but I hadn't been living in a home. So, oh my God, my cat's purring. I don't know, you probably can't hear him. Oh, it's fine. It's fine, I have this, so we have this really adorable rescue tuxedo. His name is Bjorn. He is, and he's perfection in this moment. Sometimes he's a little shit, and he knows it. But right now, he's just like the most perfect being that's ever existed. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. I'm not crying. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I never thought I was a cat person. Never until we got this one. And there he is. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll stop talking about him because I will talk about him the entire time that I'm with you. Anyway, so making space. I realized I hadn't made home space. And that was really hard. That was really hard to deal with. But what was harder to deal with was the reality of facing the, of facing the reality that I, I wasn't sure how to go about doing that. And I had to go to other people who had done it and say, how, how do you do this? You know, how help me do this? What... What do you do uh, in order to make that space happen for yourself? So cultivating is is important. Um, it's a skill. Again, it's a skill set. All of this is a skill set. Pretty much everything that we talk about at with with our with our clients at Find Your Light and and so many of the things that I talk about with students and um, things like that are all skills. They're not necessarily inherent things. That's okay. They don't have to be. But in order to thrive at our most basic cellular level, sometimes these are they're skills we have to cultivate um, in order to, to be our best selves. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to be at our best, right? We want to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be for no one else other than ourself, right? I want to be the best version of myself because that's what I want for me. I don't necessarily, I, well, I'm going to be harsh. 
here harsher than than I actually feel. But frankly, I don't give a fuck what other people think. I that's not why I do the things for myself that I do. I do them for me. And that's the point. I create my space for me. I create my home for me and my close ones, right? Because I choose to. I choose to create a space where we all exist together. You know, my partner and my cat and me. That's that is what I need for my soul, for my psyche, for my brain, for my emotional state, for my everything. Is it selfish? You bet your ass it is. 100% and it should be. It absolutely should be. That's something I don't think a lot of us are always comfortable with, is the idea of a selfish act. It's not something that we necessarily exalt in our current American society, at least not as a whole majority. I think it's something we're getting better at and we're starting to put name to, but it's not something we're good at. So that's why I bring this all up is because I want to give everyone permission. If you need it, then here it is. You have permission to be selfish. You have permission to do this thing for yourself that is only for you. That is solely 100% for you because you need to. You have to have a space to call home. You have to have a space where you can be yourself. No frills, no bells, no whistles, no nothing. No one cares who you are in that moment. And that's one of the most freeing things in the world. So why in the world am I talking about this in terms of artistry? Maybe it makes sense, maybe it doesn't to you, but here it is. Nesting is one of the best ways to ensure that we make better art. We have to be sure that our battery is charged before we can do anything, even remotely creative. This is another thing that we, we tend to exalt in creative industries is, is this idea that we just run ourselves to the bone, burning the candle at both ends. Who Please, I, you know, I have... 10 ends to burn, right? Part of it is societal pull. Part of it is a reality of the industries that we're in. But it's not acceptable. Yeah, I, I think that's the word I want to use. It's not acceptable. It's not something that we we can accept because we make ourselves less creative. We make ourselves less artistic. We make ourselves less productive when we don't have a place to call home, right? Somebody out there in the universe, spirits agreeing with me, I hear all those sirens, right? Accentuating the point. <laughs> we, we have to be able to have a place to 
dock our ships for the night, right? For whatever reason, nobody really knows scientifically why, but for whatever reason, we need sleep, right? Doesn't quite make sense, but we all know that we need it. We all know that we function better with it. We all know that if we don't have it, we're super crabby the next day, right? And all of us are very particular about how and when we can sleep. So we figure out how to make those conditions for ourselves. Great. Awesome. Nesting is the same thing. Sleeping is part of nesting. right? You figure out how to make an environment conducive to our innate need to settle in. And you give yourself the opportunity to really rest in that space. A lot of us, you know, when we're, when we're on a performer schedule or a creative schedule, we really have limited time at home. And because of that, we really, we have to make the most of the time that we have, right? And for those of us that travel extensively, we also have to know how to make home away from home so that we can still be okay and do what we're being asked to do, right? This is the secondary part of nesting that I want to talk about is the, um, what I call bottling it, right? So the process of settling, the process of nesting, the process of, of creating and cultivating home space all of those things, all both of those, all of those processes are ones where you have to really identify certain parts of them in order to do them. So what I mean is you have to know what makes you feel at home, what allows you to unload, what allows you to drop your defenses in order to achieve that. So one of the things that we'll talk about is what those, those look like, right? Those, those particular tangibles look like so that you can really get that process underway for yourself. Be it in your true brick and mortar home or a hotel room across the country that you're staying in for two weeks while you do whatever, right? It's, it's just such an important skill and one that I know for me and most of the people in my circle, it's not something we were ever taught to do. It's something that we definitely discovered the necessity for once we were thrust into the, the situation that needed it, but nobody really ever told us about it. So I guess that's my goal with this is to, to bring it up. You know, to make this part of the conversation from the beginning, hopefully, or if not from the beginning, then definitely wherever we're at now, make this part of the conversation. Because the truth of it is the process of settling is also one that we can use in our, our, our artistic process as well, right? Not just for our humanness. Settling is something we can do as creators, right? You can settle into a character, right? You can settle into a piece of music, into a choreography, into a scene, into a story. Anything that we create 
as artists is something that we have to settle into. So, for example, when when I'm working on a new aria or a new art song or something like that, generally I want to start that sucker months ahead of time because physically that piece and all of the construction of it, the black and white notes on that page, translated into my coordinations as a singer, that needs time to physically settle in my body, right? My cords need time to learn that muscle memory. My lungs and diaphragmatic and respiratory systems need time to learn that breath pattern. My my pharyngeal parts of me need time to to figure all of this out. My lips need time. My body needs time if it's being staged, especially. All of these things take time and they take a process of settling to really embody. So learning to nest by doing that for ourselves, we're also helping ourselves in our artistic careers as well. Finding out how we can settle down, finding out how we can uh, identify the most important parts um, of, of anything in order to get it into our body is a true skill for everything that we do. And if we choose to extrapolate that from our, you know, most tender parts, because that's what we do in our, in our home space to create our home space, then we can apply it to anything. It makes you unstoppable. It makes you invincible, right? Settling is, is a skill to be honed. And it has to start at home in order to do it. So let's talk about how we do it. The first and foremost thing, the biggest part to settling, find out what makes you feel the most at home. When you think about, okay, I'm at home. And yes, I did have to just adjust to do this. So I think about at home. What does that mean to me? What kind of smells are associated with being at home? So we're huge incense burners. We love scents, right? Woody scents, floral scents, herbaceous scents, aromatic scents. Those scream home. What kind of comfy furniture? Since, you know, that's a reality for me right now. What comfy furniture makes you feel at home? Do you have a piece of furniture? Are you like me and you have like a part of the couch that is the most comfortable part of the couch and you choose to sit there all the time, right? What is the coziest piece of clothing that you own? Doesn't necessarily have to be a sweater, but sweaters are great candidates. Could be a t-shirt, could be a pair of socks, pair of shoes. What is the most comfortable thing that you can wear that just is like, oh, fuck yes, I'm home. Do you have a pair of slippers? Are you a sock person? Is Are you a no-shoes person whatsoever? I personally hate wearing things on my feet if I, you know, don't have to, but I have a pair of slippers that are super soft and super warm and super comfortable, and I love them. And that is like ultimate home for me, being able to wear those. Because they're they're the kind that don't have a, 
sole on them so they can't be worn outside. Um, so they're even more comfortable. They're even more home grounding, if you will, because they can't go outside of home. They can't go into the outside. Is there a favorite mug that you have? I am someone with a huge collection of coffee and tea mugs and all of them mean something to me, right? Um, which one's your favorite to drink out of? You know, which one? My mom is a is a person who, whenever she gets the chance to drink her morning coffee out of an actual ceramic mug, especially one that's been hand-thrown, she feels at home. You know, that's... there. I will never forget, there was one year... Um, I was still living at home and she had, you know, prepped all her stuff and was ready to go. And I had a snow day that day. And uh, for whatever reason, she didn't um, at her at the school that she was teaching at at the time. And so she like gathered all her gear. She bundled up all these things. And about an hour after she left... I heard the garage door opening and she had come back home and turns out that the school, I don't remember it either didn't have power or they got sent home because too many buses like couldn't show up. I don't remember. It was, it was something, it was something weird where they had to call it later on. And the first thing she, I don't even think she took off her coat yet. She took off her boots. She comes into the kitchen. She grabs a coffee mug she takes her travel mug out of her bag. She pours the coffee that she just poured an hour ago into that travel mug, from the travel mug into the the hand-thrown mug, and she throws off her coat. She sits down, and she just breathes this huge sigh of relief because for her, drinking that coffee out of a mug is being home, right? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a huge furniture delivery. It can be something as simple as drinking a hot beverage on a cold day or a cold beverage on a hot day from your favorite drink holder. Music is another huge one, right? We we have sounds that we gravitate towards. I'm an incredibly sonically driven human personally i think that's part of why i became a musician in the first place but what music makes you feel at home is there any music that makes you feel nostalgic for your childhood home if that is a, a place that you want to remember back to that can help you make home in your current situation is there i guess i want to call them like a home talisman of sorts you know just a, a home token something a small trinket maybe, or um, a crystal, or um, a scenty something. It could be a lip balm. It could be a figurine. It could be anything. Is there anything like that that you can feel like the moment you have that, you're at home? Objects can be incredibly powerful for us. They can hold and store a lot of energy especially if they're, you know, conductors like crystals are or like metals or something like that. Those those kinds of materials have a lot of potential. And should you put the right things into them, they can be hugely powerful for you, especially when you want to create that space. 
whatever it is, play it up. I mean, use it hard and lean into it because that is home. Those things are home. Whatever you can do to organize your home space, be it your actual home or your home away from home, whatever you can do to organize that space so that the primary thing that you take in the moment you walk through the door is that that homing thing, then you're set because that is your your threshold boundary that's going to rip down any exteriors. The moment you see that sweater lying on the, the bed of the hotel and you get to throw off whatever you've been in all day and slip into that comfy sweater, right? Or the moment you see that, uh, that little candle sitting on the, um, on the desk and you light it up and you start smelling the smells of home. Maybe it's uh, an audio recording, you know, maybe it's FaceTiming with loved ones. Maybe it's um, you did bring that pair of slippers with you or you got really woolly socks that you love or um, you brought some of your favorite tea bags with you. Whatever it happens to be, and I am talking about home away from home right now, but you get my drift. Whatever it happens to be, maybe if you're, you know, if you are not super excited to leave for work in the morning, um, you leave a little self-care package for yourself when you get home, right? One of the things that you do as part of your morning is to set out a mug, set out uh, your tea kettle with water already in it, and your favorite tea bag or hot chocolate or um, coffee something, apparatus, whatever, and you have that waiting for you, beautifully presented for when you walk through the door. Something that you do for yourself in your home space will help create home space. Home is all about love. Nesting is about loving yourself enough to cultivate home space, right? And when you show yourself that love by doing these homey things for yourself, you are nesting. You are making yourself okay. Because you're giving yourself a place to exist. And you're saying, I love you enough to do this for you. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. It can be a really difficult thing to do. Some of us feel like we don't deserve that kind of love. Well, newsflash, you do. Everyone does. And the best person to give that to you is yourself. Once you find all of these home things, the goal is to respect the hell out of them. Practice gratitude around whatever it is. Keep it up. Honor it, right? Sometimes just keeping your home clean is all that needs to happen. Sometimes it's doing your fucking laundry this is one of my demons, right, is laundry. And I feel so much better when it's done. Sometimes I even feel really good doing it. Even though I have to climb down like millions of flights of stairs to do it, I feel really good about doing that. I want to do it. And I feel so much better after I've done it. You know, even if I feel exhausted, 
I feel so much more settled after I've done that. Keeping dishes out of the sink. It seems so annoying because everyone's parent, guardian, whatever, when they were growing up, told us to clean dishes and we resented the hell out of it. But I tell you what, it makes a difference, right? Respecting your home space is a huge part of nesting. Keeping your home space lovely and inviting and warm and filled with that love that you give yourself is the way to nest. So, my challenge to you is multifold. (laughs) First and foremost, I want you to find that homey feature. Just one for now. Start by identifying one feature, one thing, one event, one whatever that is home to you. And I want you to do two things with it. Accentuate it and bottle it. Accentuate it by organizing your home home space, like your true, like the place you reside, that space. Organize it in such a way to accentuate whatever it is you've identified as your primary home feature. So that the moment you walk in the door, it's the first thing you sense. It's the first thing you see. It's the first thing you smell. Whatever it is, accentuate that for yourself. Do it for a week and see what kind of difference it makes. Not only having that beautiful thing there, ready and waiting for you, but also armed with the knowledge that you did this thing for yourself. See what kind of difference that makes. And then the second part of that is bottle it up, right? How do you make it mobile? Find a mobile version of that thing to take with you wherever you go, right? How do you bottle home? Whatever it happens to be, find a way to make a transportable travel version that you can take with you. Maybe you want a piece of home with you at work. So when you're on a break, you know, I for me, this is chapstick. It's a weird thing, but I... I have a really strong um, olfactory sense connection between home and chapstick. Um, So I get real picky about my chapsticks in the morning. And I'll find one that like smells the absolute best and makes me feel all warm and fuzzy and great. And that's the one I take to work with me. And when I'm feeling run down or gross or tired, I take a minute for myself and I just put that on. And inhaling that and feeling that is the perfect sensation. That's how I make home for myself away from home. It's a momentary thing, but it means a lot and it helps me keep going. Helps me do the things that I need to do throughout the day by giving me that touchstone of, all right, I know what I get to go home to tonight, right? I know what space I get to go back to. My next challenge to you is to identify what it is that you've left undone in your home space that you could clean up and make better. What box have you not yet unpacked that you know something in it? It's not a necessity necessarily, but it's 
important enough that you're like, oh, I have to do that eventually, right? What What is sitting in the middle of your floor that needs to be done? What's sitting on your kitchen table that hasn't been dealt with yet? What's uh, in your sink? What's on your bedroom floor, right? What physical, tactical thing can you change in this moment that you just have been, you know, you haven't had the space to deal with? And I challenge you to deal with it. Whatever it is, just do it. Put your, put your, you know, <laughs> your quote unquote inner brat aside for a minute and just say, you know what, we're going to do this. It's okay. Whatever it is, it's got to get done at some point. It's a stupid thing, but it's the stupid little things that mean the most, right? S- Finally, I want, I would like to invite you. <laughs> I'd like to invite you to reflect as much as possible on all of these things that you do for yourself. You know, once you've decided, okay, this is the thing that makes me feel like it's home. Think about that. What, what feeling comes up for you? What is that feeling around the hominess that you feel? Because that feeling is the most important part of this. That feeling is something that you can cultivate as well, externally, outside of the things that are your touchstones to home. So what feeling needs to be nurtured, right? What part of your inner introvert needs to be nourished in order to feel like you're home? What part of your extrovert is using up energetic stores from your home space, that need to be replenished when you get home. That's also important, you know, to see what's being used so that you know what to restore and replenish. These things, they're not easy, necessarily. Mostly because it's just a matter of doing them for ourselves. And it's, like I said, it's not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to take this time for yourself when we live in a world that tells you you have to be doing 800 other things, right? How many of us feel like we don't have time to do this thing for ourselves that we know deep down would make us feel so damn good, but we say, ah, you know what? I don't have time. I got to do this thing. I have this deadline. I got to do this thing. I got to spend this time. Guess what? The more time you spend not doing the thing for yourself, the more time it's going to take to finish that deadline. The more time it's going to, the more energy it's going to use up, right? Take the time to make your home space. Take the time to nest because that that is going to give you peace. That's going to give you joy. That's going to give you energy to do all the things that you are being asked to do. <sighs> yeah. Nesting's important. The birds got it right. I tell you what. Whatever they they decided to be like, yep, this is a thing we should do. They definitely got it right. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm trying to think if there's anything I've left out. I'm sure there is, um, but for now, suffice it to say, I hope this has helped in some way. I am sure that this is stuff that you've heard before, right? I know that this is stuff that you've come across before, but sometimes it just he- helps to hear it again, maybe from somebody different this time to really reinforce that this is okay. This is a good thing to do for yourself. This is a necessary thing to do for yourself. So let me know how it goes. I really, I would love to hear your experience with this. Um, please feel free to email me um, at findyourlightservices at gmail.com. It's a great way to get in touch um, with us right now. Um, you can also access that through the website. Um, we do have a Facebook group. I don't think I've updated it yet. <laughs> so little quick little backstory before I get done. Find Your Light actually started as a summer musical theater intensive. Um, and so I think that's what the Facebook group is still for. I should change that. I'm going to change it. It's going to happen. I'm going to do that. But anyway, the email is the best way right now to get in touch. Um, like I said, just if you if you feel so moved, I would love to read a little bit about your experience with this show and um, any any kind of nesting that you did because of it. Um, it frankly, that that kind of feedback helps me create more content. Um, helps me know what's important, what's not. So, and plus, I just I love getting in touch. So, please do if you feel like that's that's a thing that you should do for yourself. Um, so next week we're gonna m- keep moving forward in our self care series here, um, and we're gonna dive into mindfulness because you know. Um, mindfulness is like everything (laughs) it's everything it's yep Mm -hmm. so we'll talk tons and tons about that um and we'll go from there all right my dears as always have um, a wonderful rest of your day night whatever it happens to be be kind gentle and generous with yourself And really lean into that home space. Do that thing for yourself. You will be so glad you did. I promise you that. Until next week, my dears, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye for now. Podagog is recorded, edited, and produced by me, Dan Kitzman. Our theme music is Spring Rain, brought to you by icons8.com. Check them out for some great royalty-free music. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you here again next week. Bye-bye.